What's up? And welcome to another episode of Black in the Maritimes. I'm Fidel. I'm Hillary. And I'm Clinton. What the fuck was that? You were, I'm what sort of hell? going blind. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was already laughing. And then my eye went all wonky. Oh, what happened? The whole this meeting is being recorded thing was blocking your face. Oh, I know. I just was like pulling on my eyelash. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, so well, yeah, good start. So uh, let's talk about the first topic. What the hell happened in Fredericton? Uh, anybody want to elaborate? So I, I see Hillary with her big mouth. So like she's, her lips are like, oh. Before you go, though, I just want to say it again. Fredericton is the new Riverview. I think that that is people. a correct assessment. Everyone, I, think I, I think I can break down all the factoids. The grad class decided to do a grad picture dressed like thuds, thugs <laughs> wearing white like tank top, white, white feeders, jeans, gold chains, and um, bandanas. Apparently administration was aware of this, but there's been conflicting reports between students. Regardless, they all show up like that. They're still allowed to take their individual grad photos. It was only later once people were like, this is racist and wrong, did the faculty like basically make all the students retake the photos, but they're allowed to retake the photos. And then um, Savannah Thomas, a former um, student who I think is going to be a guest on here, hopefully soon, wrote a few articles, spoke to the CBC about um, the racism that she suffered there at Fredericton. And now another student has come out saying that they were put in like a mock slave auction on school stage in the early 2000s, which like much different from my high school experience. I thought it, I had I had one experience being called what's up my nigga all the time. And I don't think that that was great, but I think a slave auction might be worse. But I think that's all of the information. I could be missing some elements. I think that's the first time I've ever heard you say that word, Hillary. <laughs> what? Which one? That I'm missing elements? No. Nigga? No, the nigga. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry. I think my the full entry, my favorite entry is, what's up, my motherfucking nigga bitch or something like that. It's like a whole, it was a whole page. Anyway, it's on our blog. You can go check it out. So... Uh, now here's a question. Now, food, food for thought here, and I, I'm gonna ask. Now, because you went through that, what would happen if somebody would do that now? What would your reaction be? It would absolutely not be okay. I think the the crux of my my blogs and my experience, and I don't know that that's the same experience as this other student or Savannah or the people who are at Fredericton High right now. I was willingly allowing myself to sort of be bullied in this way because I figured if I was racist against myself first, no one could have the upper hand against me. So I was right alongside these people making these jokes. I let them write these yearbook entries in my yearbook. I never stopped anyone. I never year after year was like, hey, this is a problem. I don't think I really knew what to say. I don't think I had the self-esteem to say anything. I don't think I was proud enough of my blackness to want to advocate for myself, which clearly now is a part of this podcast that has all completely changed. And I would say something, I would urge any kids going through that right now to say something. I also just find it really shocking that in and amongst these yo, Hill, you're my number one nigga. You're the best black kid in school and all of these like literal word for word things. There's teachers writing around them about how I'm on the honor roll and how I'm a great kid and all of these things. And I 
I like, I can't go back in time and remember, did someone write something racist? And then I passed it off to this teacher and they would have seen these things and done nothing. I don't know the order in which that book was passed around, but from my own experience, I find it really I don't know if the right word is weird. I find it a little sad that the administration did nothing seeing the racism that I was experiencing, but I know that I was also allowing it to happen. And I don't know if they thought in the 2010s that they had no place to say something because I was allowing it, or there was this level of discomfort or taboo, but you would think in 2021 that Fredericton High School's faculty would do more than just allow these kids to retake their photos and that actual punishments would be handed out and that they would know better because according to the first CBC article, one of the students said that the faculty like knew the day prior that they were turning up dressed this way. Now, Clinton, what's your take on this? Well, again, I when I came to New Brunswick, I was warned about Riverview. A lot of racism there. I talked about the skinheads and the Nazi stuff and stuff like that. And as we've interviewed people on this podcast over the past year and a half, I've heard a lot of people from New Brunswick say like, yeah, Riverview was that place in the 90s or if anyone was going to go there, you know, you'd get the warning from your parents or your friends or like watch out for those skinheads. And I, I really think that's becoming the new Fredericton because even in the past year, I've been hearing that Fredericton is extremely racist in like politics and workplaces and stuff like that. And these stories coming out are just crazy high school thing crazy truth and reconciliation day story um you can paraphrase that after if you want to hillary and then this story i mean when i was in high school we did some auctions for it would be like you know there's an auction and then the girls bid on the guys or the guys bid on the girls and then you go to the the spring or fall dance or something with them and like that's your date for the night but the idea of a slave auction like that is crazy like that that really shocked me that that would be allowed to go on and then Seth Drost his story was that he didn't feel comfortable about it and he didn't want to do it and he was told that if he didn't do it he wouldn't get to go on this school trip now obviously school trips they're really fun they're really important to teens and kids it's a way to bond and see the world and things like that but it was interesting in the article that we read about it that the administration, teachers from that era, and a few other people were blatantly denying his experience and saying that that did not happen. He was not pressured to be in it and that there was no way anyone said that to him. And that's just um, just like gaslighting or, or not victim shaming, but in, in a way calling him a liar, telling him that he was incorrectly remembering these traumatic racist experience from his teen years. That really um, angered me that either those people wouldn't have just not commented or at least validated his experience in some ways, not not belittled him like that. Um, it's completely shocking about that story back then. And we'll have to turn our ear to Fredericton a bit more because there's a lot of drama coming out of there right now. I, I don't know what era I'm thinking about. Like, I know in the 90s and the 2000s and even way past that 80s, 70s 60s 50s can go on and on it was okay for people in the 1930s and 1920s to do blackface there's films with people white people doing blackface uh in the 70s 60s people were dancing like the village people that there's an indian and it wasn't it was a white dude uh people were in turban people mocking asians like japanese like that that has happened through i don't know as long as i can remember in this century, we're kind of trying to fix the wrongs, which is great that we're trying to kind of fix the wrongs. 
And you would think that because we're in that, we're advancing as a society that's saying, hey, if you're not Asian, you may not want to wear a kimono. <laughs> you know, like that might not be appropriate. Uh, if you're not Sikh, you should not wear a turban, right? Like if you're not of that part, like uh, like certain things, if you're not, uh, you know, if you're not African, you should not wear a royal dashiki. That's, you know, like we're trying to make sure. So for these kids to do that in, in this century and think this was okay, uh, I think it, it says a lot that we still have long ways to go. Because I mean, again, if this was the early 2000s or the 90s, I don't think people would be that shocked uh, because we did it for so long. But in 2021, I think it's it's a little bit shameful that that young people, especially, right, like that are more aware of things than than other people. Like, for example, most older people don't want to change. So they want to be they will still want to get racist and they still want things to change. But younger people want things to change because, quote unquote, they're the future. So. It, it's kind of shame to have that. Uh, I just don't know. And again, nothing's going to happen to these kids. They're not going to get shame. I don't think anything's going to happen to them. Uh, I don't wish anything happens to them other than learning. But it, 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 is, a, it is kind of a shameful that, that in this era, kids didn't, didn't think about it. So especially in New, it, New Brunswick has a long way to go. That's all I can say. So we have a long, we have a long way to go. All right. So... You know, so hold on. So everybody, uh, recording down from uh, a new location this week. We Fidel is down in the Dominican Republic for the first time in two years, visiting family, friends. Uh, you know, the place he grew up, maybe the city he grew up. I'm going to ask him about that. Um, I'm guessing it's nice, warm weather and you know, tropical sunshine. And yeah. been to the beach yet, maybe. No, Fidel, tell us about your trip. No, I haven't been. To, I haven't been to the beach yet. I just, I just came on Saturday. Uh, you know, it's, where are you in the Dominican Republic? I'm in my mom's house in San Pedro. It's a, oh. it's, it's a town down east. Uh, yeah. It, well, I was gonna talk into that. It's, it's kind of nice, but COVID people. It seems like COVID. People are not wearing masks here. People are just living their lives like nothing has happened, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> that, that, that is crazy that's the craziest thing that i see go ahead do you, do you know the numbers though like is it is it do they have high a high case number and everyone's just being silly or is it like reasonable there i i don't think they have a good count on it to be honest with you but a lot of people are getting vaccinated which is good like you can get okay. a vaccine you can get a vaccine here easy anywhere like vaccines are easy to get here that it's crazy which is it's insane that uh like you see like in New Brunswick, you have to go to a certain place to get it. Here, you can get it like at the supermarkets. Like you can go anywhere and get a vaccine. And if they don't get enough vaccines, people go, they, they go door to door to make sure that you're getting vaccinated and try to give you a vaccine. So it's, mm. uh, it's yeah, it's it's kind of crazy that it's doing that, but I don't know how, how effective is that, right? I'm not, I'm not quite sure what the, but people are just living their lives here. People are like, oh, we don't care. <laughs> like we're, they're just going at it. So it's a, uh, it, it, it is quite good. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't been here. I've been here for three days. I want to stay like 20, uh, 20 something days. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but going about that, uh, New Brunswick is going to lockdown on Friday. Is that what, is that what's happening? It's not, I don't even live there and I, it's not cute. It's real bad. That's it, what the news was announced today, yeah. yeah. Is it Moncton or is it just is it New Brunswick as a whole? 
it's a long document that they released to be honest and it's getting confusing They've, there's there's like circuit breaker terms being used and certain zones locked down parts of other zones locked down uh this group of zones in which you can't leave these three zones combined <laughs> bro it's getting complex yeah you're gonna have to start taking like our like cole's notes around to okay can i do this can i where can, but I, can, only, I, drive here? What can I do only for thanksgiving weekend apparently no, not true. People in all zones for Thanksgiving weekend um, oh. have to stay in a single household bubble. But other than that, only people in these other zones are in lockdown for 14 days, apparently. Um, right. Vaccine passports and all businesses now. And uh, schools are, I don't know, it's all over the place. My yeah. favorite part, part is everyone's angry Facebook posts in the last hour of like, so I can go to the mall and I can go to the movies, but Back I can't have turkey because it's a multi-person household and no one can prove that they're vaccinated when they go get the cranberry sauce. And I was like, oh. Back to the memes, I bet. I bet there's going to be meme, New Brunswick memes everywhere. Oh, I've already seen some of like yeah. Blaine Higgs standing in front of a door and he's letting you go to everything else. And it's like Thanksgiving dinner and he's blocking the door with little glasses. <laughs> Well, hopefully, if Facebook goes down again, we don't have to hear none of that. Uh, so, so let, let, let's get to that. Like, Facebook went down yesterday in the whole world. Like, I'm in the Dominican Republic. It went down, like, people in, in the States. Like, and literally people freaked out. Literally people freaked out. And I just saw, this is how, this is how crazy that is. And I, and I encourage everybody, there's a podcast and there's an article about the Wall Street, that the Wall Street Journal did uh, of a Facebook whistleblower that it, the harm that what Facebook does is, it's incredible. It's a, it's a very, very in-depth article. So I suggest everybody to, there's a podcast about it and there's an article about it in the Wall Street Journal. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, but the fact that Facebook went out and people lost it, some people like lost it, that Facebook went down. Does it mean that we're addicted to social media now? Well, not now. We knew that. <laughs> I don't think that, that that's shocking. I think that people had a right to be upset because it wasn't, it was like everything Facebook related. So Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. And I understand that WhatsApp for some people is like their main means of communication. And that can be really stressful for myself. I was literally in the middle of posting things for my job, not even for myself, for the way that I make my money. And so then I could not work. And I was just hanging out on my couch because I couldn't post on social media, which was like convenient, but unfortunate. But we're 100% addicted. The, all of the memes are basically like Twitter and TikTok has your back and like screw Zuck. And I'm just like, but that's not better. Go outside, read a book, find something else to do. I read, you know what I read? I read Where Beauty Survived by George Eliot Clark. <laughs> I am now halfway done that book. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I, we're obviously addicted. Clinton, do you think we're addicted to social media? I think most people are, yeah. Uh, I think we're all addicted to something for sure. Um, my, my assumption was that people went crazy yesterday. Uh, it didn't, it didn't bother me at all. The thing that really made me think is about how dependent we are on its simple operation, regardless of how it operates. Um, you know, I find that 
so many of us nowadays just rely on being able to talk to someone on Facebook. Uh, but we forget that it's a company. It's not a social service or a government provided service or something like that. Uh, and if we went down, there's so many people in the world, uh, friends in other cities, certain family members, even people in your own city. Sometimes it could be even not likely, but employees um, that you might never be able to talk to again unless you ran into on the street, like if you didn't have their phone number or email or other way to contact them. So to me, it was a wake up call to just, you know, update my contact list to make sure I have access to like talk to anybody I want to um, and not being able to promote for my business, the salon. Um, but other than that, I mean, it, I felt fine. I, in a way, I felt relieved. There's a sort of pressure to go on social media to see what's happening. And that pressure got taken away. I'll be I, honest. Yeah, regarding, sorry, last thought, regarding your question, I mean, are people yeah we're so everyone's so addicted to social media and that's this is just the latest in a series of mounting um damning reports and evidence about how bad the addiction is and how bad it is to be addicted to social media um people need to learn to you know not be such slaves to what's coming in all the time all the beeps and boops and uh, turn it off and you know make their phone work for them and not work for their phone i mean Honestly, I I saw people like that depended their business here. Like a lot of businesses depend on WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even myself, that I had to get a car, it was a it was a bit tricky to get the car. Uh, but uh, yeah. I I will say that you know I think not just Facebook because like when Facebook went down, I just you know I downloaded like a text app and 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 started texting people and stuff like that, and I kind of managed to get around. Uh, but I think the fact that we depend so much on it on just one company, I think that's the problem. I don't think it's social media itself. It's just that we depend on just one company shuts down and the whole world goes nuts. Like when was the last time we saw that? I think the last time that something like that happened that I ever saw was BlackBerry. I think one time BlackBerry, uh, like the BlackBerry Messenger at that point was popular and it shut down and people were worried. But it, it's kind of crazy that one company has so much control of billions of people. And they were certainly people were stuck without, a, without, without their application. So, I mean, definitely that, that, that's something to think about. I think I agree. I think social media is, uh, is addicting. Uh, again, I, I encourage everybody to see that uh, Wall Street Journal article or hear the podcast. And it says some, even YouTube, I think there's an interview on 60 Minutes about that which is it's a it's kind of insane uh but uh yeah i mean at least we read a book uh well at least hillary read the book uh or half of the book i'm half yeah I'm, ha I'm halfway through it's really really good um i hope that this isn't a spoiler and i hope that all of this comes to fruition but we should be speaking to george Eliot clark this time next week um his book so far is really really beautiful and it's like to give a little snapshot in case you two haven't started it yet, it's very much the like the juxtaposition of two personalities in black people and constantly trying to overcome like white assimilation while being like a black person trying to survive. I think it's lovely. Okay, I, I, I'm reading I, it. I'm on page fifty. 
and I'm actually like finding it to be to be really descriptive and enjoyable and fun. And, I can hear um, it in his voice just because of how he speaks, and I'm like, yes, it's just so. It's like a, it feels like a hug. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I definitely I'm enjoying the book as well. So it, it's very descriptive. I, I definitely think about I definitely think about that. So uh, let's talk some good news. I mean, because we always talk about racism and stuff like that, but I am going to talk about uh, somebody got paid for racism with the company that nobody would expect, or at least most people would not expect, Tesla. Uh, a former black Tesla employee was awarded $137 million over racist treatment. Uh, Owen Diaz uh, was an employee at Tesla, And he suffered abuse. He took them to court and the jury found Tesla guilty. Uh, he said that the company uh, gave them emotional distress to the point that he couldn't work and that he got uh, kind of bullied, actually, between 2015 and 2016. Uh, as a, He worked as a plant elevator operator. Uh, for a year, and then he was repeatedly called racial slurs by his supervisor and co-workers. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is kind of good, but odd, because at least there was some type of justice. But, I mean, Tesla, uh, this is the company that's supposed to be changing the future. And Elon Musk is, like, treated some kind of god-like figure celebrity. But, hey, it happens everywhere, ain't it? Like, it happens everywhere like it doesn't really matter where, where you go you know that if you're color color it's like hey you're gonna get this racism going on so i mean what what do you guys what's your guys take on it clinton um well i mean tesla and elon musk i mean he's pretty cool he's doing i don't know if he's he's doing pretty cool things for sure but i think that's kind of like a pr narrative you know that he's like iron man and this world savior and he's gonna save the future and bring us all to space and because even for the people who do get to space you know it ain't us <laughs> we're not going we're not going to be on the ship when when the earth when the earth gets destroyed or whatever that ain't that's not for us um but i mean hey if you're going to launch a racism suit against the company and win i mean damn it's good it's good to work for tesla 137 million dollars that's uh, that's quite the payout um for trauma and he deserve I, i hope he des deserves it because uh i hope he does something really good with that money as well yeah i mean the boring company and tesla and spacex all really bringing future technologies to mankind but that doesn't have anything necessarily to do with ethics uh so i can't say i'm super shocked at the narrative but, but yeah what about you hillary Definitely not shocked. Um, not surprised. Happy about the payout. Sort of hope that he like buys shares in like Tesla or something. But I think a share in Tesla right now is like 246 million. So unfortunately, it's more than the payout. But I, I definitely not surprising. I definitely believe that there does not have to be ethics in a company, like Clinton said, that's trying to change the world. I also don't really think that he's doing all that much like is he doing a lot to change the world he's trying to like what help us get to mars and ruin a different planet bring the stuff from mars to fix this planet i don't understand and i've had this conversation recently with a white man who was very much like 
Elon Musk is next to God. And I was like, absolutely no offense to you, sir, but you are making EI and in Moncton, you're not getting on the ship. You're not getting on the spaceship. Just like I'm not because I'm black, just like the indigenous people aren't like, we're not going to get to go to Mars if that's Elon's big way of rescuing the world is making that attainable. And I don't think we should strip other places of their resources. I think we should be punished for fucking up this planet. And I hope that punishment happens generations later. And I worry about my future kids, but we did this to ourselves. Say two. I mean, I I can't say that he, uh, I don't think him, I think he's like the, the, not the creator because he didn't invent Tesla. He bought Tesla. Uh, it was a company before he did it, uh, but he he does interesting things. I don't think uh, I, I think it would be selfish to say that he's not doing interesting things. Is he gonna change the world? We gotta check a hundred years from now. We don't know that. Uh, we don't know because we're we're not we're not here to see the the results, and you can only see the results ahead. Of, you know, once time has passed. However, what I'm happy is that somebody got paid a lot of money, which again, Tesla is going to, you know, they're going to appeal it because that's what everybody does that. Uh, but I'm happy that somebody got paid a lot of money uh, to because of racism. And again, I, I think that's one of the things that I say that should happen. Reparations. You want to make it up? Give poor people some goddamn money and resources to get ahead in freaking life. No sorries. No, I apologize. No, give us scholarships. Give us money. (laughs) Give us housing. Give us equity. That's what people need. That's what people need. And not like, like bullshit things like real, real, real skin in the game. Not like real, like, cause I see people saying like, I saw reparations. I think some people gave reparations to like, uh, some towns gave like people like $25,000, which again, that's good money. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. But what about the people like, for example, all the black people that got in jail for weed, shouldn't they be able to do their own weed store? <laughs> just like because they got caught for smoking weed, like shouldn't they be able to not get a criminal record and be able to freaking like put pot and get get a chance or drug dealing? But anyways, I'm just glad that somebody got paid. That some somebody got paid. I'm not, uh, and again, I don't think it's Elon Musk's fault because again, in a big company, uh, I don't think he's aware of everything that happens day by day. That it's impossible for him to know, uh, especially when it's low low tier workers, which is the same with Amazon. I mean, I think Jeff Bezos gets a lot of flack, and he should because he has he makes he has way more money than he will ever spend. Like it's just too much money like there's you could have half of that money and you still won't spend it and you know but it's an, it's it's hard to it's hard to blame on him every day-to-day operations but it happily somebody got paid that's that's definitely what i got what, what i gotta say on that uh what else we got today i want an I education have... session on the dominican republic what tell us, tell us some history tell us about the people tell us what you've done I haven't done much. I came I came pretty much just to see my family, honestly. I haven't I just been chilling with my mom and putting food things on Facebook. Just putting right. d- delicious food I on saw the my plantain. Sto- yeah. yeah, on the stories. I, I haven't done much. Uh uh I haven't even gone to the beach uh because I'm I'm still working. Like I'm I'm working from home. I'm not like I'm not like on a big right. So I still gotta wake up at eight mm. and open my computer and stuff like that. But I mean the Dominican Republic uh 
it's a nice island. It's the first island to be discovered in the Americas. Uh, we're right next to Haiti, and Haiti was the first country to be uh, independent from uh, in the world. Like it's the flesh, it's the first black colony to be to have independence in the world, which is Haiti. Uh, I mean, our country is the first colonized in the Americas. Uh, it's a third world country, of course, and you know it's a, it's a it's a different culture. It's 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 hot as hell right now. That that I can tell you, it's super hot. It's like twenty nine degrees, <laughs> which is crazy. Wow, it's getting cold here. Yeah, yeah, it is getting cold there. But you know, it's a it's a you know it. it I I tell people, some people don't get how lucky they are just because they're in the right place at the right time. People that are in Canada don't realize sometimes, like when I see the PPC or like, uh, like all of these radicalism saying that they're ruined the country. I'm like, no, your country ain't ruined. Venezuela is ruined, but not Canada. <laughs> oh, it's going to be like Venezuela. Not a chance, not a chance that the, 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 you know, the, the system doesn't work the same. The people don't work the same. The culture is not the same. It, it's just not the same. So it's, it, it's, you know, some people, take it for granted but there's a lot of uh situations here that uh that i don't think people would be shocked if they if they ever see so so definitely yeah. that's 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 been my experience right now uh i'm just enjoying it just to be with my mom that's really what uh like when hillary was in new brunswick seeing her mom she felt like that joy same, same thing here like i just i just have a joy that i'm I'm with my mom and she's cooking me delicious food telling me that i need to lose weight so that's that's pretty much it. So. That's nice. And uh, that's for people listening. Yeah, it's really, you could plan about Canada. Um, Canada has a lot of problems, but uh, it's in the, it's a pretty good place to live. I mean, if you've been to a third world country and you've stayed on the tourist resorts, you still haven't been to a third world country. In um, a lot of places, you know, once you get off those tourist destinations, like it's, it's a really different world. Um, so thanks for sharing that. And that, that's interesting. I don't know much about the Dominican Republic. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice little place if you go with the history. There's a, there's a PBS documentary which is called uh, Black in Latin America. I think it's called. It's in YouTube. It's four parts. It talks about the Dominican Republic. It talks about Brazil. It talks about Peru, uh, and it talks about it. It gives a br- a brief definition. I don't agree with certain things, but he's kind of right in the money uh, of discrimination and and racism in the country, uh, and he explains it. But he didn't define a couple of things, but but yeah, but definitely if you guys want to check that out, uh, it's called Black and Latin America and uh, it's by PBS. It's an old, it, it must be 10, 10 years old or more. It was because after the earthquake of Haiti, which was in okay. 2008 or nine, uh, but it was after that. So definitely people could check that out. Uh, what else I was going to say? Um, you had something, right, Hillary? Unfortunately, but I can wait. <laughs> if yeah, yeah, go, ahead. Else to say. Go, go, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just finally going to talk about my uh, discovery with the PPC because I was very serious about this conversation. <laughs> I mean, I think that I need to discuss this with men because I don't understand what I've uncovered and I just don't understand. It's the PPC. So go But that's it. also what I don't understand. I had a phone call with a friend. This is going to be the most gossipy segment <laughs> that we've ever had, I think. I'm on the phone with a friend who is in either Fredericton or St. John and tells me about this person, Nicholas Pereira, who is a candidate for People's Party of Canada, St. John Rothsay, 
um, who for the, my first shock was that it was a brown person because I believed that the PPC was inherently racist, bordering on white supremacist. So to see a person of color with that party sort of surprised me, but I was also like, I guess it's good optics. Clinton, you're already making a face before I get into more details because it's going to get worse. What? He's a person of color. I, I think I thought that he was, but I don't, when you stare at him for a bit, I don't, I don't think he is. Is he well, not like, he looks Canadian like a, um, or maybe slightly Mediterranean or something, or he looks to me like Latin, a, like South American, a baby, like, but that's all colors. That's all yeah, colors. But is he like a white South American or that's still not like stark white is my only point. Fine. That like I can brown. see, I can see a brown and an ethnic an ethnicity. Last name Pereira is not Le Blanc Galant Robichaud. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but I feel like they would, you know, like in every any industry, want look for a couple. They found a couple. I'm not saying he is. There's a couple sure. tokens. To like sure, but and but that anyway with their vision and stuff. Hey, black black people supported Trump. A hundred percent. So I, I was a little shocked, but I did have that thought of there are outliers who, you know, can have different opinions and that's fine. Was a little surprised by that. Then my friend informed me of his, um, like yoga doppelganger name, Nikula Das, where he is the general of the hashtag semen retention army helping men quit porn and has free webinar links and does a youtube live every thursday here is where i have questions just i guess in the same way that last week we talked about the green party and how sometimes the people maybe in like new brunswick's visions don't completely align with what anime paul was saying at a federal level i'm surprised that the people's party would see this brown ethnically mixed person and and be like not only yes to this but you don't want men to look at porn and you want them to learn how to have sex without orgasming and you want them to focus on giving orgasms to women where i am just surprised that maxim belnier was like yes because that to me sounds like a feminist that sounds to me like a good guy and i don't equate good guy with people's party of canada and so i'm just confused i will also point out he has some misinformation because he does give on an on a, the a female anatomy photo uh, points out specific places where you should be touching a woman for pleasure. And I would like to just say, if you scroll through and you see that photo, don't touch that woman there. That will give her an infection. <laughs> and that is misinformation. And that would not feel good. And that's all I'm going to say, but it's wrong. It's extremely wrong. It's also but, not where that thing is. But but I mean, <laughs> I, I, I want to ask this. Why did you say that he's like, could be a, like, he doesn't want people to watch porn? Is that, and what else? The whole shtick is if you can harness the power of your semen, you will be a stronger man. And so don't come because you <laughs> be a stronger man. And then I had questions about like, are the women allowed to come because you want to be a good partner? You want women to be inferior because they can come? Is the power in the orgasm? I don't have all the answers. 
I'm scared to interact with it, but I'm so perplexed. It's like a five car crash. I can't stop visiting this page and finding more things that are just so confusing. I mean, I think one of the things that we have to understand about the PPC is that the PPC has racist views, but they don't consider themselves racist. Yep. Uh, so that's 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 thing that's that's one of the things. Like if you would talk to somebody on the PPC, they would not say that they were racist per se, but they support the PPC, which the PPC supports uh, anti-immigration and they support like all this anti-religious, like what's happening in Quebec, like, like, oh, people should not wear hijabs and, and all that, which is this, it's racist. I mean, you're, you're discriminating somebody uh, based on their origin and color and things like that, but they don't self to self race it. They don't, they wouldn't think as themselves racist, even if they support racist things. Uh, now, Regarding Would that- they support not having orgasms? Do you think that the old crotchety men of the PPC are going around not doing that? But, that's but 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 I think it's that I think that's that particular individual. Which for me, every like I, I'll be honest, everybody that teaches that it's it's horseshit. It's a it's bullshit. It's completely yeah. bullshit. Like, like it, it, you can't like, unfortunately the human body is not that simple that you can just teach stuff like, and that's the way it is because we're all different and we have different things and, and that definitely like, but I mean, I don't understand the other thing. I don't understand what's the problem with porn. Porn is entertaining. It's like wrestling. What's the problem with porn? Like, well, I don't know why he's so bad about porn. Like it's now, now you've brought up something that I don't like <laughs> Because I also know mean? someone, I well, I know someone who used to just, and I'm not going to say who, but I know someone who used to just be able to have porn on in the background. And I, like you, I don't, I don't think that I can have that just on and not be completely distracted. It Like, I think it should be on for a specific purpose. I think that's purpose should last five to ten minutes and then i think that you should go to sleep look, <laughs> so i don't understand what when i when i what how i look at porn is how i look at professional wrestling they are not fighting and beating the crap out of each other and like doing things it's not real it's 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 not real it's entertainment what, like, <laughs> what? okay let me let me give you some i'll give you some some things that people don't because i've I've been in that industry everything you see in a porn movie is edited it's edited there's cuts there's scenes there's things like that it's just like a it's like a film but people are having sex on the film but everything you see it's made to be that way it's not it's not a natural way to do things it's just not like it has to look good it has to look professional so people can get entertained or aroused go ahead I just like to specify that, like that depends on the type that you click on. Again, dependent, depend, depend, depends on what. But again, it's entertainment. It's supposed to look good. It's supposed to to make you have a feeling. It's like when a stand-up comedian goes out, he's supposed to make you laugh. That's the point. That's his whole stick. When you look at adult films, your the whole stick is to be aroused. That's the whole stick. So they have to make sure that that is the the goal. So they make it look good, but it's not. It's not real. Like, have you seen? And again, I seen it. Have you seen those people have makeup? They 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 have tans. They look have lights. It's it, it's it's very very elaborated. 
And that's why I said, like, it depends on the type, because as a bisexual woman, I'm not trying to go for the girls with the like inch long nails and the fake tans. I'm I'm looking for something. I really hope no one in my family listens to this. I'm looking for something as realistic as possible. I want bad lighting and an iPhone camera. I want to know that these people love each other because I I don't want it to be produced. It needs to be as shitty as possible. I don't want any production value, zero production value, but I want there to be feelings. (laughs) So you want Kim Kardashian and Ray J? That's what you want? Yes, yes, that is exactly right. Oh my god! <laughs> now this can't be the teaser, but this is a great moment in this podcast. I'm just, I'm just saying that there's like, I think that there's porn made for men, and then there's like other types. And I do agree with what you're saying that there is obviously a very fake element to a lot of it. None of that answers my question as to how the PPC is supporting the message. <coughs> don't come. Clinton, please say something. <laughs> <laughs> just like with our internal chat earlier this week, this time I'm the one just quietly <laughs> with my popcorn. Both <laughs> times I am implicated and it's falling apart. <laughs> Um, I would say I'm guessing this guy's whole line of reasoning falls within some articles that were released a few years ago in which uh, it was showing studies have shown that watching porn like shrinks the brain or something and does some other things to the psyche. Uh, they don't know why I don't know, but it literally physically like MRI like sh- makes the brain smaller somehow. Um, so that's weird. Um, so yeah, I guess lots of reasons for porn, lots of pros and cons for porn, stuff like that. <laughs> Regarding the PPC, like Fidel said, I think finding someone who looks like a person of color yet aligns their political values and views with the PPC is like it's like manna falling from heaven for their party. It's like the not Candace Jones, what's her name? Yeah, uh yeah, uh, Candace Owens. Candace Owens in the states. Like they're waiting for people like this gentleman to fall on their doorstep. People who are probably anti-mask, anti-vaccine, anti-immigration. Um, and all the other things that the PPC stand for, including, like you also said, Maxim Bernier in Quebec and, and stuff like that. So very interesting rest of that convo aside. <laughs> I don't find it surprising that they would allow this. I think they were like, well, he's really into semen, but he also has all these other views that we like. So I think we have to, we don't get many brown people. So let's hope no one finds this other alter ego of, of Nicolas Perrier. Yeah. And, uh, they were just filling in their quota. They were just filling in their quota. So we're like, we need two black people. Let's just get, let's just get this, whatever we got. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think, Personally, I think the guy is a hustler. He's just trying to hustle people. And, you know, that's the way he hustles. And that's the way he earns money for that type of thing, I guess. So I, I guess that's... Yeah. That, that, like that's a, I mean... To, massage therapist, and like tantric stuff and yoga. And like yes. probably sells crystals and oil diffusers. And stuff like None of those things I'm saying are bad. But this guy is probably of that. 
Yeah, he has. So like this post is sex is your most basic and powerful motivator. If you don't waste it, it stays within you and increases your overall vibrancy and motivation. And like the hashtag Tantra is there. And every time he references his partner, he says Tantra and that they're a Tantra couple and stuff like that. So looking for swingers and unicorns and people to join him and his tantric lover. You, you got to yes. plug him, Hillary, for all the listeners. Where can they find out more about... I um, said his name at the top, and I'm not saying it again. <laughs> Nicholas. Nicholas Pereira or uh, Nakula Das is gotcha. his yogi one. Look, the fact is, is that I don't know. Like, I, I talked to some people that are like yogis and ex-yogis from India, and even they're confused, like, what the hell are these people interpreting? Because this is like, this is so mainstream that even the, the people in India, they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so um, when people say all of that stuff, I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, more power to you. <laughs> I, I oh, and was... Fidel, so where can we find your um, your porn work? <laughs> I Well, actually, I, I have a story about that. Um, I had a friend that he did films in and Bonnais, California, which is like the porn capital of the world. That's where all the porn gets filmed. That's where Bibbit is and all this stuff. So he was doing a Latina version. Uh, this was years ago. This was like probably 15 years ago and stuff. Uh, so he had all the tapes and stuff. And in that time, you had this big uh, hard drives uh, with videos and stuff. So he filmed all of this stuff. He he used to come to the Dominican Republic and hire all these girls. And, and I had to edit the film. I had to edit it. So I edited it. Okay. Okay. I, I was... <laughs> hey, it was a job. I, I edited it. So no, no starring roles, eh? No, no, no. I, I, would just, I just edited the video. That's all I did. <laughs> I, I edited the video. I got paid. It was cool. I mean, and again, it's just... It's, it's a film. It's just a film. There's edition. There's stuff like that. And yeah. It is what it is. So, all right. So, <laughs> so this was a. So this actually, to all our listeners, was our first segment of uh, what was it? No holds barred or going wild? Going yeah, wild. Yeah, gone wild. <laughs> yeah. Free for all. That's what I said at the, um, before we recorded. This was well, our first free for all. <laughs> I made the mistake of actually drinking tea during the tea spilling, and I spilled my tea. So thanks, guys. The, the, the only the only good thing about it is that Hillary was the one that started the topic, so it's all good. Oh yeah, we're, we're in the clear. Like nobody's gonna come at us. Like oh, you guys are just sick. It's like hey, no, it wasn't. Us. No, apparent. If I yeah, I like blacked out for a minute, and now everyone knows exactly what type of porn mm-hmm. I will watch. So there you there, go. There, there you go. So that that's sorry, a, Dad. <laughs> Don't. Okay. We'll make hey. sure that this one doesn't get sent to him in the family chat <laughs> well let, let, let's let's hope not so all right so you guys have anything else to say <laughs> not at all not a single word i think it's word. been said, I, been said. I, I, I think it has so uh please uh subscribe on apple Podcasts, uh, spotify stitcher wherever you get your podcast uh please uh donate on patreon or paypal uh definitely leave a comment and uh, follow us on facebook instagram tiktok uh Twitter, Twitter and TikTok, because we don't know about Facebook and Instagram. That shit might go left. So just <laughs> we should create Snapchat just in case. Anyways, peace out. Peace.